Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Anyways, as I was saying, welcome to another episode of The Cloak. I am your host, White Owl. Hey, it's Pandora. And I know it's been a while since I've done uh, a posting. We have this very interesting uh, story that Pandora has brought us. Um, and, stories. Huh? Stories? Stories, yeah, I guess, it's, yeah. It's... You could say stories because it's a, it's a set of different um, different things, but one's more personal than the other, but they're from the same general area. Is that correct? Correct. That is uh, from Honduras. Yes. And Honduras. Do, do you want to start with the, your, the more close, the personal one first, right? I think. Or do you, or do you want to set the premise? Or how do you want to do it? I'll let you decide. So I feel like a premise, right? Because so the premise... Or the subject is duendes. Right, duendes. Yes, that's correct. So, Surprise, we're translation doing Translation would be what? Like little... The little, little, little people, beans. little beans. Um, I know we've, we've done so many episodes, so I'm pretty sure a lot of the people who are familiar with the duende, um, you know, phenomenon know that it's, you know, elves or little people. Even goblins. Tr- goblins, or, yeah. trolls. In the realm um, of all and, those, and those little yes, type people. Right. And so people kind of already have like a story, a backdrop of of some of this stuff. Um, we've done numerous episodes on different stories from around the world. Anyways, from different people experiencing this phenomenon. And a lot of the stories that we found tended to be kind of centered in Latin America. Right. So, I mean, that's the thing is, like, all the countries have their version of, like, small fairy people, right? Right. Duendes, trolls. Like, yeah, just different versions of that. But in Latin America, Central America, um, what, probably even Mexico, right? Like, right. there's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. belief in all these things. In Honduras, it's, like, a big part of the culture. Like, people don't even think you're crazy if you mention it. Like, it's on the news. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's on the news. Like, they, they have, like, radio shows about it. They, like, write about it in their newspapers. Like, people just share their stories. And it's something that people hear about, like, growing up. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like that thing where I think it goes from legend or myth to, like, the stories people tell their kids. Like, careful or, like, the one is going to get you, right? Yeah. So, it's definitely, like, part of the culture. Um. So, for me, I think... Like, I have a personal story, not personal, like, my experience, but my mom's, because she's from there. Right. So, her growing up there, she kind of had the same, you know, cultural experience, bring it being brought up, right, to her when she was little. But she actually had some stuff where, when she was younger, she had um, this weird episode where, first, she remembers being fine, healthy. She was probably, like, nine, I think, when this happened. And she saw some weird stuff. She saw what 
she describes as it looked like a cat walking around, but with a man on top that resembled her dad, like riding around on the cat. Right. Just like, what the hell, right? Yeah, which is kind of weird. She wasn't sick or anything, but she saw this and was like, she shared this and was like, I saw this. Like, and I was like, are you sure it wasn't like a different man? And she was like, no, it looked like my dad. So that's one thing, right? What follows after is that she ends up getting sick, like really sick. Like my mom used to have straight hair and she like lost most of her hair after this illness. And she ended up having curly hair, first of all. Right. Um, but, odd. but she got really sick. They don't really know what she had. She wasn't conscious anymore. Like she was out. They couldn't wake her. Um, they pretty much told her parents at the time that she wasn't going to make it. They actually chose the dress that she was going to be buried in. Just kind of. It's dark. Right. Yeah. Like they, that's how bad she wasn't like recovering. Yeah. Um, and then so they actually ended up going to somebody that did like cleansings or something like that. And they did something and she actually like came through. She pulled through. But like they still yeah. don't know like what happened. What she had or. Right. And so like there's this thing where like, you know, there's always a suspicion of like maybe it's think like maybe it's something with like what she was seeing or like what. What was that, you know, part of me thinks, like, maybe she was having fever or something. Like, you start to, like, hallucinate, right? Right. But she's like, I wasn't sick then when I started seeing these things. So it just makes you think, like, maybe there's something else going on. And the fact that medicine didn't work. Like, it wasn't until they got somebody that was doing something more spiritual that actually helped her come out of this. A witch doctor. Pretty much, Yeah. Um, and I mean, they never really knew if it was like something that somebody like did to her or what, but I mean, the fact that she was at the point where they were like picking out the dress for her to be buried in is scary. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So that's one story, but she also has an uncle, grown man. Uh (laughs) Fascinating. (laughs) So she has an uncle that, uh, grew up in... The mountains, right? Which it's kind of like a lot of people, actually, because it's a very mountainous country. Right. So he grew up in the very, like, mountainous area, more remote. And he tells of having seen duendes himself. As as a grown man, you're saying? as an adult. Like, not, like, telling stories to scare them, but just, like, I swear I saw this. And he says that he actually saw one and it spoke to him. And his whole thing was that, like, they, they're they known to play tra- uh, pranks on you, right? Right. So they're tricksters. They're mischievous little, you know, like, best case scenario, they're going to prank you. Worst case scenario, it's more, you know, malevolent. But, right. like... You disappear. <laughs> right. So, I mean, he says that... <laughs> what are you saying? So this uncle says that, like, you know, him being from mountain area, like, you kind of know the area, right? If that's where you grew up. Yeah. But he says that, like, he got lost. Uh-huh. So he, so he, he got... says he got lost there. And him knowing the area, that's, you know, kind of weird. But it's possible, right? Like, you you can see how people could get turned around. But that's one of the things that he, he said he's, he saw one. Like, he saw a duende. 
And then he started getting, like, hopelessly lost. Like, he just could not find his way. And that's one thing that people are known to mention is that, like, you could leave markers, right? Like, in the woods, like, marking your way on the trees or something. And then they get removed. So then you can't find your way. I don't know if he was marking stuff at the time. But what he says is that he could not find his way. And he had seen one. And so he was, like... Kind of like cursing it out loud, being like, you know, like, I can't find my way. Like, damn it. You know what I mean? Like this. Right. And he was like, he yelled at it. He was like, I'm lost. Like, why are you like getting me lost? Like, help me or something. And it popped up for him and was like, oh, here I am. <laughs> you know? So, it, so, so this Duende. Yeah. Showed up after your uncle yelled at seemingly nothing because he obviously didn't he suspected he had seen something. it already oh right oh okay so he had and seen it came it. back oh is the story right so he saw one and then he started getting crazy lost and then he was like you know mad about this and couldn't like get his bearings so when he yells out for it then after some time like it comes it out it comes out and then so that's my mom. I'm obviously my mom doesn't like wasn't there, but I was like, "What well, can you tell me?" And that he just described it as like this like very ugly little like man, like small. She couldn't describe the clothing, but like he just had like a very ugly little face. Like he was short, mm-hmm. and like I'm guessing it spoke Spanish to him. I don't know, but that's crazy that he saw it. And then after that, he was like pointed the direction to go and was able to find his way. Huh. Questions, concerns. <laughs> I mean, you you said that this there's something that the people in Honduras kind of take it as a fact. They don't laugh at you. This is this is something that happens. And when you said this, you said it in a way that you showed me proof <laughs> by showing me a video of. A news clip, mm-hmm. you know, it's about nine minutes long. We'll probably post it. We'll, we'll, we'll post it along with the, the YouTube video and then we'll post it on the other social medias. But you mentioned that this is something that they show on the news and the newspapers and um, different articles of how this occurs mm-hmm. on a, almost a regular basis. And the one you showed me is in the general area of where your uncle lived. I think it was Comayaguela, where my uncle had this happen to him is an area called uh, Montaña La Tigra, which is technically a, like a national park. Right. Um, but I mean, Honduras itself is not a very big country. It's uh, like okay. a million people. So something. general area. So right. the the one you just showed me. Um, when did that happen? Because it, it appeared to be recent. It was more recent, yeah. Because um, my mom's stories are obviously, like, you know, further back. This was, like, maybe two years ago. And it's this uh, news channel. Like, they're reporting, right? Like, hey, we're coming to you right. with this crazy story. And it's not, like, the weird news. It's, like, it's the news news, you know? Right. Um, and they start off by being like, we have this crazy story, and before we get started, we just want to stay recovered in the blood of Christ. 
Right. <laughs> you know, so that's when oh, you're yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he said that, and I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I just want to throw he, this out there. The, the fact that he said it with a straight face. He was, was like, not, he was messing, not around. messing around. Right. right. And that's the thing. That's what gets you. is like, you don't get the feeling that they're like. Joking about it. It's not a joke. Or they're like, they're feeling it. What, right. Whatever it is, they're, they're believing it. So. So the story was about this girl who was passing out, waking up in this cave mm-hmm. and she was being taken her mom had seen this happen I, the, the, I think the part that i found interesting on this story was that the mom says hey look in order to get to this area you got to go through this like swampy like muddy area mm-hmm. and the daughter every time she found the daughter she was not covered in any mud there was no mud on her there was no mud on the dress um but for her to get there she ended up being covered in mud Right. To get to her daughter. And she was like... It's like she's being picked up. She's being picked up. And that's kind of what her daughter says. She's being picked up to get to this mountain area. But what she described that what, what was taking her was interesting. What did she say? So, I, this is... It had a lot going on. This, right, there was a lot, yes. <laughs> it was a lot. Because um, I felt like there was two different things happening to this girl in terms of, like, episodes, right? right. One was... She was, like, all of a sudden, like, not well, and she would just kind of, like, roll over and be, like, passed out for two hours, mm-hmm. and these episodes would keep happening, and then when she would wake up, it was, like, on, like, a spiritual level, right? She had been, like, taken. Like, astral projecting, kind of. A... Right. right. But then it also sounds like she was, like, physically, like, running off and going to this, like, cave nearby, mm-hmm. and that's where the mother describes it's, like, very swampy and, like... You don't walk through there. Cars don't even go through there. It's very muddy. Right. So it's almost like, oh, how, one, how did she get there, right? Without being muddy herself. But she's describing that, like, this woman, a tall woman, I think she says, like, dark shadow or dressed in black. I don't dressed, remember. Like, yeah, it's like a dark like shadow dark. dressed in black. Right. Um, Either or. They weren't sure. I think. That's how it would appear at their home. And then once the girl gets to the destination, like the cave or whatever it is, right? Then all of a sudden it's like a small boy, right? It transforms. Like it's a shape shifting thing going on, right? And then at that point it was telling her like, "Oh, I have gold or I have things," like right. almost like <laughs> recruiting her, right? Trying almost trying to like almost trying to convince her or like pay her in a weird way, right? Like, it goes weird. Yeah. Well, was- so. There's a couple of things with this, right? So one, like they show the girl. The girl's like 11 years old. I mean, she's... Right. This isn't like a toddler. She's, she's 11. Right. She's 11. The mom describes her as being like a bright child. The interviewer um, says, you know, yeah, we've spoken to her. Like at the time, she's like not conscious, but right. they're like, we've spoken to her. She seems like very normal. normal like kid. you speak to her. She's nothing like weird going on with the girl. Um, but she's having these episodes. And so like... One of the things is, like, I mentioned the cultural stories of, like, you know, they, they steal children or whatever. Um, but if you read the comments on the, the video, which I did, um, half of them are, like, the, the blood of Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, right, you know, right. Like, shitless. Yeah. But the others are, like, they're talking about how they like, like, pretty little girls. You know what I mean? The, so it's kind of creepy, but it's kind of like they, they target, like, girls that they like. These duendes. Yeah. Yeah, these little people. Maybe they're trying to get, you know, 
prettier because they're ugly. So they're trying <laughs> to make the new duendes, baby duendes. You know, that sounds like something my mom would say. <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, there's this weird thing where it's like, are they targeting like certain like little girls that they like, or you know, I've heard of like boys too. So I have no idea oh, what shit. the yeah. what the motive is. But right, it's it. Is but it, also, kids are smaller and easier target than like an adult, an right? Adult, right. Um, but in this case, the mom also mentions that she saw stuff. Right. She saw the shadowy figure. She saw a, like a random little boy appear at like eleven at night, following her. That was then telling her daughter that he had appeared he had, to her he had to her own her. mother, and yeah. then that the mom had chased him with the machete or kind of said something with the machete yeah like hit the the machete to scare him off right which is like oh shit you know this is legit um i don't know man like this i think these stories are pretty amazing um (laughs) i think especially out of like the way the country of honduras handles that Mm -hmm. as like fact i think it's pretty amazing because i see it the way I know I'm going to, I don't know if people were like, I don't know how people will handle this, but it's the way I see aliens and UFOs, right? Mm-hmm. Latin America always saw it like, that's fact. Yeah. Americans, right, and people around the world saw it as pseudoscience. Right. Until more recent, in the last three years, four years, that, holy shit, this is real. This is real stuff that these things flying around. We don't know who, what they are, who they are, where they're from or anything. And they do exist. And so as time progresses, I feel like and with technology and with phones and everybody having a phone. People are going to capture something mm-hmm. that they're going to see that's going to change the way we see the world and change the way we see and think about the mythology. Because we've had a conversation about myth, mythology. Right. That mythology is wrapped in some kind of truth. That mythology is a story. It doesn't a start out as mythology. Right. We What we call mythology was someone's reality. Reality, exactly. Or like true religion, right? Like, right. Like I think our religions today are the future mythologies. Right. We've ta- we had that so, conversation. I think you're... Probably accurate on that. So, to that, um, I don't know, man. I mean, I kind of am anxious to see what what what's to come next on the whole duende uh, set of stories because that is uh, like I feel like I should keep an eye on that part of the country to see what else is going on. But uh, no, that's a good story. I, I like your your set of stories. I forgot to mention one thing. What? Because. I told you right about the floating thing, the sensation of the girl. Right. Uh, well, not the sensation of the girl. The, the girl that the mom describes is like she ends up in this place. Right. And she, everybody to get there would get like crazy muddy, but this girl is like pristine. Mm-hmm. Right. So how'd she get there? Um, there is another story that my mom tells that it's not like duendes per se, but she can't explain. And it's. This area that she would walk through, it's a hilly area, as in, like, it goes up and down as you're oh, walking yes, through it. Oh, yes, um, That she describes as, like, a path she would have to take, you know, on a daily basis, like, to get to where she was going. Right. Um, that 
not on all occasions, but on many occasions growing up, she would be walking and all of a sudden she would have this sensation of like her feet were no longer on the ground. Like she was like gliding and she would almost feel like she got to her like, you know, from point A to point B like really fast. Mm -hmm. Almost like she was just taken. But like that was it. Like It was just this weird thing. And I was like, are you high? But <laughs> but she's like, no, like, this just would happen. And she's like, I would never tell anybody about it. But it was just kind of left at that. So, so, so something she would say, it should have taken her 15 minutes and it was taking her, like, half the, the time. Yeah. I, I don't know if, like, she looked at the time, but it was, it was more like the sensation of, like, that took no effort. Like, you got there in no time, even though this is, like, a hilly terrain. Right. So this is when she was younger. And she, you know, no longer lived in Honduras for many, many years. Right. She actually went back as an adult or an older adult. Right. Um, walked through there and the same shit happened to her again. She can't explain it. I was like, do you know anything about the area? Like, is there any like weird mysteries to it? She has no idea. But hmm. there's that sensation that like you're being taken that's interesting. But it's almost like in a helpful manner. Like, she's like, I don't feel scared. Or I don't feel like it's malevolent, right? Like, it's just... It's, it sounds like the road's being cut in half or something's happening. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm going to go talk to your mom about that. <laughs> See what's going on. But um, thank you for sharing. That's a very interesting <laughs> set of stories. I'm going to keep an eye on Honduras. And uh, guys, if you have any questions or concerns, please let us know. Send us a message on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, since this will be on YouTube. Until the next episode. Later, guys. Bye.